The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, wonderful to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining. And remember that I would encourage you all to go to our new website. It looks fantastic, and I'm, I'm really pleased that we've been able to get it all up and running for you. I've been promising you that for about a year, and now it's done. So that's all out there. Also, our podcasts are available, so pass our podcasts on and encourage other people to listen to us, even if they haven't been able to listen to us on the actual showtime. Uh, we are now going to welcome to the program a returning guest, somebody who I consider to be a dear friend, who actually he and I started back way back in 2008, 2009, investigating together our, our organization, Cleveland Rights to Life, and the Lapanta Institute, which at that time is actually still working for the American Life League. But we started looking at things together that we saw were not actually the way they should be. All things were not good within the Catholic hierarchy. I am, of course, talking about Michael Hitchborn. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. I know how busy you are. You've just done a huge investigative, another investigative report. So it's always so wonderful to be able to get you on the program. Thank you for being what you are. Thanks for having me on. You know, Michael, there's so much to talk about. So we're going to jump right in. But firstly, before we get to that point, just to update everybody, tell us a little bit about the Lepanto Institute. Sure. The Lepanto Institute was founded in 2015 as an outgrowth of the work that I was already doing at the American Life League, where I was investigating organizations claiming to be Catholic that were actually undermining Catholic teaching. And we've continued these these investigative reports. We look into Catholic Relief Services, the Campaign for Human Development, Caritas Internationalis, but we also investigate many other charitable organizations that people send in to us and they ask, is this an organization that I can give to? So we put together a charity reports list that people can go to on our website. And on that reports list, it tells you if the charity that we've investigated is either safe or not safe. So this is, uh, and uh, folks, we will put that website up onto our web, onto our website. So we, when you, you can just, you just need to go there and you'll, you'll be able to find out where it is. But so recently you've, you've, um, Obviously, the work you do, many times it creates a little bit of a rumble within um, hmm. different organizations, and I'm being very uh, I'm being very generous there. It's more than a rumble. It's probably a, a tsunami at times. But, um, you know, it, it's so important that we should know this because, you know, God doesn't forgive. Uh, you know, if we're giving to organizations that are nefarious, we should it, – it's up to us to find out where our money is going. And I think that's what I um, appreciate. Appreciate so much with with uh, the Lapanta Institute is that it helps us to understand: is this a good organization, or is the money going towards to to promote evil? 
your recent, um, you've had a couple of very recent um, articles that you've put out, and I wanted to just highlight them. And then I know you've just done a very, you've done one that you put out just, you know, sort of maybe hours ago, but we'll, we'll also talk about that. But um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about for sure was, was what's been going on with um, the Catholic organization, and I'm just going to pull it up right here, that is um, being funded. It, it has direct ties to Marxism, to abortion providers, and to LBGTQ activism. Tell us who, who and what are these organizations? What is this group? So in, uh, uh, what is this, 2020 to, or 2021 to 2022, the Catholic Campaign for Human Development provided a $35,000 grant to an organization called We Are Unchained. Uh, this, this is just the latest in a string of reports that we've put together because the CCHD, which is supposed to publish its grants list every year, delayed as long as it possibly could the publication of their latest grants list. Uh, so we weren't able to do a full vetting of their their grantees prior to the CCHD's annual collection, which was just a couple of weeks ago. But we did start putting out reports as quickly as we could on whatever we could find, and we found all sorts of stuff. But this one right here, We Are Unchained, It um, it's an organization. The, the co-founder, Emily Napier, is very, very uh, pro-communist. Uh, she's pro-abortion. She's pro-trans. We found on her own social media feeds since 2016, she posted things like the violence perpetrated on the black, queer, trans, and migrant populations are just a microcosm of our government's warmongering abroad. So here she's already indicating, yeah, I, you're, you're, uh, we're, we're pro trans, we're pro queer. Uh, in August of 2016, she celebrated Fidel Castro's 90th birthday, calling him a world hero of solidarity. Um, she, she had several other things where she was promoting LGBTQ activism and communist entities and, and communist activists. So it's, it's very clear that she as a person was very pro communist, very, uh, uh, pro-LGBT and all that kind of stuff. I mean, in June of 2022, she posted something that said, defund the police, fund abortions. So, again, she's just kind of declaring who she is and what she's about. Uh, and this organization, again, it got $35,000 from the CCHD. It was approved for another grant for 2022 to 2023. And we found that the organization itself was promoting other organizations that she is personally connected to that are pro-abortion. Uh, one is called the Sankofa Reproductive Health and Healing Center. Her niece runs that organization, and it is a declared abortion doula organization. Oh so my they goodness. have. Oh yeah. my goodness. And, and, and it's, you, you can yeah. be, sh- I mean, w- when I go through the stuff that you've, that you've put out there, um, and, and it's all up, folks. It's, it, Michael has it in black and white. It's here. It's, it's in their own words, uh, stating categorically that they are all the things that he is telling us that they are. Um, and they are getting huge thousands, tens of thousands of dollars from the Catholic CCHD. Um, but it also, you know, it, it's, it's, shows that this that this organization um unchained is um 
is, is supporting many of these. So, so you, you've got to look at uh, the fiduciary responsibility of, of organizations. If I am going to get money from um, the Catholic Church, from the, from the Catholic Campaign for Human Development, it then, even if I don't use that money, Michael, and I know this is sort of how you go look at it and certainly the way I look at it, even if I don't use that money, particularly that, that grant, to, to fund something that is, that is uh, immoral, and I'm just going to say it's straight out immoral. Um, it frees up other dollars within my organization to fund the immoral behavior or the immoral organization. Is that not so? Well, this is correct. Yeah, it, this is called fungibility. Yep. So fungibility is a financial term that simply means that even if you are giving funding for a particular project at an organization, that frees up funds from within the organization to apply to the general fund or the general aspects of the company. So, for instance, let's say uh, Planned Parenthood likes to claim, oh, only 3% of what we do is abortion, and federal funding never goes to our abortion business. So the federal funding goes to things like birth control and education and STD t- tests and that kind of thing. Well, what that means is that the general budget of Planned Parenthood doesn't have to cover for things like abortion now or or for for the birth control and the the STD tests and the education and and that kind of stuff. So they can take their general funds away from that part of the budget and apply it elsewhere. It's the, it's a financial, uh, by way of analogy, it would be like displacement in water. If you set a rock in water, the rest of even though the rock itself is not water, it does rise raise the raise level the, of the of water the exactly. altogether. Exactly. So it's the same thing, exactly. same principle. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just looking at this 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 uh, Sankofa Reproductive Health and Healing Center. There is a post here that is. Uh, it's like what on earth? It <laughs> says here. It says here. The next local organization highlight is Unchained. Unchained mission is we imagine a world without police and prisons where schools nurture children of color rather than criminalizing them. This is a world without white supremacy or any form of oppression and where economic freedom is possible for everyone. It is a world where safety is measured by the availability and quantity of resources in a community, not the number of police officers patrolling its streets and schools. We envision a world unchained. You know, this is, this is, this is sort of fighting talk. This is really fighting talk. You look at what's happening in Portland and Oregon and you see what happens. The very people that they are saying, you know, are helped by, and, and I'm not going to get into the, you know, defund the police discussion, but this is a sort of a microcosm of what happens is there aren't enough police in, in Portland anymore. And so the, the African Americans, the, 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 uh, um, uh, uh, minorities are being 10 times, uh, 10 times worse off than they were before. It's unbelievable. And this is the same thing with the world or, 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 uh, an area that has got only abortion facilities, only abortion mills. 
you know, what happens then to all of those, you know, the, the, the women that need help during a pregnancy or after, you know, even during an, an abortion? We've just had this happen in, in, uh, Ohio. Michael, you know, where they've, it looks like we're going to lose oh, all yeah. of our, we're going to lose all of our, um, ability to monitor, to see if, you know, uh, health safety for women when they're having an abortion, all that's going to be gone. So you look at that and you say, yes, yeah, so, so let's, let's bring this out. Let's, let's do this as it should be. You know, as you're asking us to do it, let's live the life that way, and we will see devastation happen. Devastation. So you p- pointed this out to the um, to the to the bishops who are involved involved with the United the Catholic Campaign for Human Development. What kind of response did you get? So back in uh, September, I sent a letter to all the bishops of the country, and in the letter, I, I sent also five packets uh, or, or four packets of uh, reports from our previous survey of CCHD grantees. And I thought that these were some of our strongest cases showing that CCHD grantees were themselves directly involved in the promotion of abortion, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Bishop Timothy Sr., the chairman of the CCHD's subcommittee, wrote to his brother bishops telling them that our reports were, quote-unquote, unfounded. And then he said, all of the initiatives that are supported with CCHD funded have undergone a thorough application process, which includes the approval of the local bishop and the National Subcommittee of Bishops, and are closely monitored throughout the length of their grant to ensure that the terms of the grant agreement are strictly followed. Um, If that's the case, then he's simply condemning the CCHD and indicting them for complicity in what we've found. That means that the CCHD knows fully well what we have found and is okay with it. Wow. Wow. This is unbelievable. Honestly, it really is that we, that it's obvious. I mean, you, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. You've, you've got it all there and, and it's all out there. I mean, it, it seems to me that there, you know, we've got to do something. And again, we have been sort of sounding that bell for a long time. Please be very careful if you are considering giving to the uh, Catholic Campaign for Human Development because you need to know whereabouts is this money going. I know that there is local money that goes to local organizations. And some of those are, are very good, and they, you know, they they certainly help the community. But I do think that we've got to really watch what's what's happened. The other very interesting um, article that you that you printed was the was the, um, the 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 information that you'd found about, and I'm pulling this one up too now. So um, you found that there is the the um, Camp, Camp, Catholic Campaign for Human Development funded a group that collects LBGTQ plus porn to give. To minor children. What? Yeah, so uh, the group is, yeah, the group is called Congregations United to Serve Humanity. And this organization, um, <laughs> very clearly, the, the uh, executive director is a woman named Lori Hawkins, who has direct ties to Planned Parenthood. She's been promoting Planned Parenthood since 2016. Um, very clearly uh, a pro-abortion activist who is heading this group. Well, so Cush got a grant for 2021 to 2022, and then they got a subsequent grant for 2022 to 2023. In October of 2023, this year, they conducted what was called a banned books drive 
and they collected books called Gender Queer, the LGBTQ History Book, All Boys Aren't Blue, This Book is Gay. Uh, these books are, uh, I, there's no other way to put it. It's homosexual pornography directed at children. This is grooming. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You go, it's grooming. It, it really is. And, and, you know, without being too graphic, do go into a little bit of what these books are talking about. Because I think sometimes, you know, we, we, uh, we on, on the sort of the conservative uh, moral side of, of, of life, of uh, the, the society tend to, you know, back away as we should do from mm-hmm. being too graphic on, on these types of things. But, I do think that it's, you know, in, in the best possible way, we need to actually explain to people what you are talking about here. Because sure. So you need to understand that this is very serious, folks. This is, these books are being made available to middle schoolers. Yep. So the, one of the books, Gender Queer, is a graphic novel, which means it's a comic book. Uh, and it's about a gender confused young man who uh, winds up having sexual encounters with another young man. And, when I say sexual encounters, I mean it's pornographic. It shows full nudity of oral sex taking place between these two young men. Uh, there's nothing left to the imagination. It is full-on nudity of the act itself. Wow! Wow! So what? So what is the? What is the? You know what are the? I mean, I'm speech, absolutely speechless here. What do we do about this, Michael? How how do we go about making sure? And I always like to leave an action for folks to do something. Do you, you know, should should people be calling their own particular bishop? Should they be writing to their bishop and saying, "We hope you're not funding this," or you know, what should we be doing? What do you have you yes. found to be the most most um, impactful? So this organization, Cush, and I'll I'll use this as an example because. There was a groundswell of local Catholics who got very upset about what was going on, and they wound up just continuing to hound their bishop, who is Archbishop Listecki, to let him know that they're not going to support anything in the diocese until he stops funding organizations like Cush. And um, one of the problems is that there were two uh, parishes that were actually members of Cush. So on November 21st, and I have this here. I haven't done a story on it yet because I haven't had a chance to. But on November 21st, the vicar for clergy sent out a letter to Father Roman, Father Carlos, and the deacons of, and the staff of St. Mark and St. Mary parishes, the two parishes that were members of Cush. And he said, uh, first of all, until recently, the Archdiocese of Milwaukee had approved financial support in the form of national grants from the Catholic Campaign for Human Development given to Cush as a means of supporting their efforts for community ju- justice outreach. Earlier this year, Archbishop Listecki made the decision to end approvals of these grants for Cush and officially withdraw any archdiocesan endorsement of the organization. These steps were taken because of clear divergences by Cush and its leaders from established Catholic teachings on a variety of social and ethical issues. Uh, and then it went on to say, for these reasons, none of our parishes, clergy, parish leadership, and staff as official public representatives of the Catholic Church can support or publicly be affiliated with Cush. Wow. So they wow. banned all affiliation with this organization, as well as severing funds. Wow. Last year, uh, one of the organizations that we that we wrote about was an organization called the Ezekiel Project. And we were able to get the 
the bishop of of Saginaw, Michigan, uh, who is Bishop Gruss, to formally withdraw all support from the Ezekiel Project. So if you put pressure on your local bishop and continue to show exactly what they're funding and what they're a part of with the CCHD, you can actually get things done. Wow, that's so powerful. You know, and, and it is, it, it, you know, we've, we've discovered this over the years. It's so important that people, and I think that's what's so good about what you're doing. You, you bring the information to the people and say, here's what's going on. Now it's over to you. You need to take the action. I mean, you've taken the action by making it available to us all. We need to then follow up with that. So folks, if you need to go to my, I will put Lepanto's um, website there. There's all kinds of information. In fact, there is so much information on there that all you need to do is just click, click on their articles. You can find the, you know, the, the projects that they're involved in and you can pull up all that information for sure. Finally, um, Michael, for the next uh, three or four minutes, I'd love you to talk about this, this final uh, report that you've just put t- together. Um, tell us about it and tell us what's going on with that one. So the last report that we put out, which was just a couple of days ago, The headline is Catholic-funded organization prayed to demons. And this is not hyperbole. Uh, The organization is called Planting Justice. It received several grants from the CCHD dating back to 2018. And uh, according to our calculations, those grants come to $120,000. What we found is that on November in November of 2013, they published something called uh, prayer. They were remembering our dead on the International Transgender Day of Remembrance. And they wrote an article remembering our dead, wherein they put photographs of an altar that they created with pentagrams on the altar, a pagan idol on the altar, and they published these prayers to demons that they prayed together as a staff in their office. Uh, They prayed to Baphomet. They prayed to Loki. They prayed to Dionysus. They prayed to Hermaphroditus. Oh, my Um, goodness. These are actual demons. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So, but, but this is to 2018. Is it done now? Do they, I mean, you know, that's what I've often heard from, from, from when I've complained or, you know, tried to bring it to the attention of, of, um, the hierarchy is that, well, that was long ago. It doesn't happen anymore. Is it so still happening? It was, so the, uh, the, the prayer session took place in 2013. Um, the grants that we found, we're for all, all the way up through this year. They're currently funding this organization. Uh, but they've been pushing transgender ideologies since their founding all the way till recently. In fact, just in, just this March, they posted something, something called Peace Out Loud, where they called for building anti-racist, queer and trans non-monogamy, which means they want queer and trans uh, polygamy, where they're going around and, you know, doing whatever with whomever and whenever. Wow. Uh, yeah. So the, this, this ongoing promotion of sexual perversion, uh, hasn't stopped. It's continued through the entire time before, during, and now that they've been receiving CCHD grants, which again puts the lie to what Bishop Senior told his brother bishops when he said, 
Catholics can be confident that the CCHD does not fund organizations that violate the moral or social teaching of the church. That is false. Wow. 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 And I'm looking at the article here on my computer, um, Michael, and, and I noticed that there's been an updated article that appears to have been published sometime between 2019 and 2022. And it is, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty egregious. I mean, food, food justice and healing of ancestral wounds. And it's, I mean, it's like, it's, a, it's, it's communism. It's Marxism, yes, 100% Marxism, plus obviously uh, queer and trans trans um, supportive. And um, uh, when you've got those going together, you've also then also got um, pro abortion, you know, so pro sexuality. Mm-hmm. So you've got all of those things working together. It's just like, oh my goodness gracious me! <clears throat> what do you say to um, to to people who are just sort of overwhelmed by all of this, Michael? How how do we um, you know, okay, we we can go. You know, we need to write to our to our clergy. We need to make sure that they are aware of this. If this still if it continues on, how much actual influence? For example, I put put money into the into the um, Sunday collection. <clears throat> we give this we give this money to our diocese. Can we be sure that the diocese of Cleveland is not giving? Any money to the CCHD grants? How how do we how do we bring that that whole, tie that whole circle? So there are a couple of things you can do. One, I, I highly recommend that you itemize your gift. So if you're giving to your parish, be sure to write down in the subject line of your check that this gift is specifically for, say, the electric bill or yes, for vestments okay. yeah. or something along those lines. Okay. Itemize it because. Once you itemize, those funds cannot be used for anything, anything else. else. Absolutely. That is exactly what, you know, my husband and I do the same thing. We, you know, we, we actually spend our money within the church, within the, the, the parish, so that we know exactly where our money's going. Folks, we've got a lot of stuff going on right here. Please take this seriously. Pass this podcast on to everybody that you know. We do need to stop the funding of evil actions. So, And thank you so much, Michael Hitchborn, for all that you do. And we will put all of this information up on our website. God bless you a lot, Michael. Thanks so much, Molly. God bless you. Bye-bye. Don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world-class inspiring guest. <laughs> 